Hey everybody, welcome to Listed Money Matters, funding my lovely lady lump since 1984. My name is Matt and I'm here as always with Andrew. Andrew, how are you and what are you drinking? Oh, yeah. I, oh. I, love your, I love your lady lumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I'm, uh, I'm drinking one of my favorite beers from one of my favorite breweries and I actually haven't mentioned them in a while. Um, Blue Moon. <laughs> <laughs> Blue Moon. This episode is sponsored by, no. Miller Coors. Uh, I, I'm I'm a big fan of obviously Oma Gang and stuff like that, but yeah. I really like River Horse. Oh, Belgian not, Freeze. Yeah, and and th- I think they're kind of brewed somewhere midpoint between us. They are. They're blue. They're brewed in Lawrenceville, New Jersey. I've been to the brewery. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I love all their different seasonal ones and um, the pumpkin one they have. I actually, I have, that is the one I have not uh-huh. had. Yeah. I usually get like their their sampler packs, yeah, like the big ones. So I have like multiple of each. But uh, anyways, Belgian style pale ale, eight percent, yeah, damn tasty. And the label with the hippopotamus is fucking slick. I wonder if that's an iced beer. What do you mean iced beer? So there's a technique where you freeze the beer and you extract the like it basically the water freezes and you extract like most of the alcohol because the alcohol doesn't freeze. And it's it makes it a higher alcoholic beer, so I wonder if that's what they mean by Belgian freeze, like they huh, freeze it. That, to, that could be because eight yeah. percent. They basically concentrates it. Hmm. Yeah, that could be, man. Yeah, like, huh. you remember Bud Ice? That that's what they did. With yeah, that? that's what that is. Yeah, really. Yeah, so there's, there's, there's also a beer called Ice House that my dad used to love. Mm-hmm. Uh, same technique. Yeah, but dude, Bud Ice wasn't that high though. It was like yeah, what? it was. It was How more was more it? than more than Bud Light. Well, I mean, look, dude. They probably Bud just took they, like two percent. Well, something. they probably just take Bud Light, which doesn't have a lot of alcohol to begin with, and freeze it and then concentrate it. That's all. Mm. All right, that makes sense because then it's cheaper for them and cheap. Right. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, uh, yeah, iced beers um, higher in alcohol usually. Uh, I am drinking, and I look. I love River Horse. I think River Horse is great. In fact, we should probably reach out to them because I want some River Horse. I was going to say, well, well I and they're think in it's New Jersey, but they're in New Jersey, and yeah, I mean, of course, but they could maybe send us both. We're in New Jersey. I might, you know what? Uh, Lawrenceville is a beautiful town in New Jersey, and I don't say that a lot about towns in New Jersey, but it really is. There's a bridge that connects. <laughs> there's a there's a small bridge that's. Um, Connects it to the normal part of Jersey. Yeah, connects it to uh, New Hope, Pennsylvania, and that whole area is just like, especially this time of year, like the fall and the foliage. It's a it's a great area to visit if you and Laura want to do like a just a romantic fall tour of something. I mean, you guys are going up to the Finger Lakes, which I'm sure is yeah breathtaking as well. Uh, but yeah, this is a, it's a good place. It's like mid, yeah, it's like about Central oh. Jersey. I think it's really cool, dude. You have to send me the details because yeah. I think that. And we're can, looking to do some really cool stuff like that that might not cost us like a billion dollars. Yeah, it won't. And you can t- tour River Horse and you get beer at the end. Uh, it's a small, it's a small brewery, but yeah, you would love it there. And and yeah. it's got a, you can walk across the bridge to go into Pennsylvania and see there's stuff up there like Peddler's Village and New Hope's an awesome town. Uh, and there's a river that just runs through the. T- it's awesome up there. I love it up there. Oh, uh, you're gonna send me this? Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, and I'm drinking Flying Fish out of Somerdale, New Jersey, because Flying Fish is another wonderful New Jersey uh, brewery that sent me a 12-pack of beer, and I'm drinking their Oktoberfish because technically, as we record this, it's October. But it will go live in November. Yeah. But still, how, have you been liking end. all of their stuff? Like, I love, is it- yeah, all three of them have been awesome. Um, 
the Oktoberfest is a, just a damn good clean Oktoberfest. Mm. Uh, there is, uh, what they send me? Redfish, which is like a red hoppy ale, and then their IPA, which is hoppy and delicious. So should we place another order for another <laughs> case of free beer? <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. So we finished our first set of free beer. I still like got, to replenish. I've only been drinking it on the podcast, so mm. I still have plenty to go, which I'm happy about. Badass. Man. Yeah, so good. Uh, so today's catchphrase is funding my lovely lady lum since 1984. And that was sent in by at MCD Pants. Unfortunately, I think that would apply more to me. Only because I'm born in 1984. And yes. I think you're born in 83. I, I am born in 83. Wait, not 82. Not 82. Okay, so it is 83. I am 31 years old. My birthday is Ooh. August 16th, 1983. Wow, wait, wait, what, what month? August 16th, 1983. Because I was going to say, because I'm still 29... I'm November twenty fifth, nineteen eighty four. So, yeah, I'm I'm young for my like. I'm young for when I was in high school. I was like a, the youngest. I was the last person to get a license. Oh yeah, same. I, like I forget what the cutoff is. It's yeah. like, I it depends on the school. I but. guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can send those into our Twitter account. It's at Money Matters Man. You can also send them in on Facebook if you want. It's facebook.com slash Listen Money Matters. Uh, we are talking today about. Some of the tools, some of the apps, some of the programs, some of the software, some of the podcasts, some of the movies, some of the books that we've been reading and we want to recommend. Stuff that we love, not necessarily money related, yeah. although actually most of mine are because I'm a nerd like that. Sure. <laughs> um, so I'll, so if that's the case, I'll let you start off with like, what's the big one money-wise that you think has just been like, for because we did an episode like this way back in the beginning of the podcast, we talked about money management. So, and productivity. so these are these are nothing that was mentioned before. Yeah, sure. No, no, no. And uh, I well, okay. So my <clears throat> my podcasts are almost all. Well, let's start with podcasts. Sure, on a podcast, you know, and we'll sure. So I wake up every morning, not to us, <laughs> although sometimes I occasionally do if I if I wanted to hear how something came out. Sure, so I was unsure. Um, only because I'm present for our conversation, so I don't have to relive it. But I'll listen to APM Marketplace, which is just, you know, kind of, it's like very light touch on, it doesn't go deep on anything. Uh, it's interesting. It wakes me up. They talk about money and and other things. Mm -hmm. I really love how to start a startup. That's the Stanford one. Yeah, so they're actually having a Stanford course. So if you know me, and I don't think I mentioned so much on the podcast, but I'm like a fanatic about like Y Combinator, yeah. the people who run Y Combinator, I which, read their essays, yeah, I'm wh- obsessed. Which, uh, for those of you who do not know with Y, this is our this is our kind of area. It's y Combinator area. is a startup accelerator, meaning like what Dropbox goes into this program, like the people that make Dropbox. Dropbox, Airbnb, like quite... A lot of the startups that you know about, likely that are successful, went through um, Y Combinator. Yeah, and their founders are pros at just knowing. Or Paul what Graham, it takes. right? Yeah, Paul Graham. He's the one with the awesome essays. Uh, there's tons of good guys. Um, if you're into that, that's yeah. I mean, I think that's good. you know Peter Thiel talks like they have, they have all these like really Peter super Thiel, smart. Yeah. yeah, and it's just. It, it helps me put my mind in, in a right place and stuff for... Well, Peter Thiel is an investor. He's the guy that invested in PayPal. 
Yeah, yeah. He's like a master startup investor. Well, Y Combinator is basically a glorified investing. Um, well, they, it's an investing hotbed. It's like, you know, yeah. when investors go to they that. They own like 18% or something yeah. automatically of every yeah, company that goes through there. They have a process. But I find that one really interesting. Um, some of the presentations are not necessarily that like energetic or like sure. whatever, but it's it's meat, a lot of meat. Um, I like Hardcore History with Dan Carlin. Yeah. Just the way the dude talks. I want to hear about epic battles and how the Mongols slaughtered the Chinese. Yeah. And just crazy shit. Uh, Money for the Rest of Us. Uh, J. David Stein. Um, been on the show he, a few times. Yeah, he's been on the show a few times. He does a good job of conveying concepts with stories and like having like one contiguous story for an episode. Yeah. Uh, I enjoy listening to it. Um, it's maybe he he has a a different approach than us, and it's probably geared more towards uh, older people than than us. But it's good. Mm-hmm. Then TED Radio Hour, yeah. love that, and Freakonomics. Yeah, I listen to. I, I didn't listen to TED Radio Hour, but uh, I did listen to a couple of TED Talks when I was making breakfast. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Which uh, ones? Actually, uh, Dan Ariely. Really? Yeah, listen to his TED Talk, yeah. Did we mention anything about? No. No, no, no. Oh, okay. or it's not we're going to have him on the show, but yeah, we were listening I was listening to his talk about behavior economics. Mm. And that was really really interesting. He's a brilliant dude. Yeah. So I, I, if I maybe I'll just steal the the show for a second. We're trying to get Dan, well, not trying to. He's going to come on the show. Mm-hmm. However, before he comes on the show, we're actually going to collectively, as me, Matt, and you guys, the audience, we're going to participate in a unique Listen Money Matters specific experiment mm-hmm. for his research. And, and I mean, if you'll know him, he wrote Predictably Irrational. He's pretty much like a premier behavioral. Have you read that book? Uh, I read some of it. No. Yeah, it's um, it's on my list. I've uh, downloaded it, but I have not read it yet. It's been recommended to me by like three different people. It, it's really great in, in understanding like you do things in your life that, that just don't make sense, but you have to like step back to realize because when you're in it, you think it makes sense. Sure. But anyways, so that'll be some cool stuff coming up. Yeah, I mean, as far as podcasts for me, um, I listen to three pretty religiously. Uh, number I, I thought you were going to say religious ones. Religious podcasts. Like, yep, yep. Uh, let it listen to a lot of sermons. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> uh, I listen to the Fizzle podcast every Friday. They they mm-hmm. come out with an episode every Friday. It is the uh, on Friday. That is what I listen to when I make breakfast. The whole thing. Uh, just if you're into building your own side business, uh, blogging, doing video, podcasting, uh, whatever, making pro- you know digital products to sell. It is. I think it's a it's a great listen. They're very entertaining guys. I'm part of the Fizzle community, uh, which if you, and and I'm also uh, an affiliate with them because uh, I've been with them for uh, I want to say two years now, and mm-hmm. I owe them everything. I owe them like I I'm I'm a member. I, I'm not too active in the forums, but I, I try to you know um, do the best that I can. Why do you say you owe them everything? I because I I owe Corbett. Um, a lot because I was when I like when I first started, uh, I was again I was part of this um, this uh, group called the Keyword Academy, and they really let me down like bad because it mm-hmm. was very like black hat SEO, very just dirty tricks to ranking Google, 
and then mm-hmm. they kind of changed their tune when Google made an update, and I just couldn't trust them anymore. So uh, I got hooked on to Pat Flynn, and I was listening to his podcast when I was working out, when I did. That's how I, I found Corbett as well, yeah. through Pat Flynn's podcast. When I used to work out, I used to listen to Pat Flynn's podcast. You never worked out. I did. I used to do a half hour on the elliptical. It was, I hated it, but I that's I would listen to podcasts. I listened to this Pat This was Flynn's. before or after Panaerobics. This is be- before. <laughs> 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 uh, <laughs> Well, since that movie was from probably 1984, it was after. Um, I, I, Corbett came on, and he was he had a site. He used to have a site called Think Traffic, which is now Fizzle. Uh, and I read that blog inside and out. Uh, and his, he kind of got me started. With his that. mantra of write epic shit changed my entire business model. Like completely changed it. And now, like I'm able to do what I do. Because of him, because of like his his words and his encouragement and what his mantra was, and I followed Focusing that. Focusing on quality above all, pretty much, yeah. And I trust him. I trust all the guys at Fizzle, and I've kind of just I've been with them forever. And if you if you want to, you know, I've I've turned a lot of people on to Fizzle, like people who ask me on Facebook, oh, how, you know, how do you make money with your swim your pool website? And I said, well. Here's I here's where I learned everything I know about it, and I just uh, tell them to go to listenmoneymatters.com slash fizzle. It's an affiliate link. We do not get cash for it yet, but what it does is basically pay for my membership, and then once it does pay for my membership, then we start getting cash for it, uh, like, you know, um, commissions. Have you gotten any f- people to sign yes. up to yet? Yes. Really? Yeah. And yeah. every sign-up is a free month? Every sign-up, uh, my price per month goes down. So, so what's your price? What did it start at? What's it now? Uh, it so you can sign up if you actually if you go, um, you can sign up for a free trial, and it's a dollar a month for the first month, and then mm-hmm. it's thirty five dollars a month after that. I've been paying thirty five dollars a month for almost two years, and now I pay twenty eight dollars a month. So every sign up is off. It marks a dollar down. Well, uh, maybe I, I, I don't think it's that. I think it's more than that. I think it's like, you know. 250 or something like that. I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know what the what the price is, but the more people sign up, the more my membership goes down. I will continue to stay on that membership no matter what. And then if we can get some cash for it, that'd be great too. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's listenmoneymatters.com slash fizzle, and I listen to the Fizzle podcast. I also listen to the Nerdist podcast, which is Chris Hardwick's podcast that he's had for a while. He's like episode 580 right now. <sighs> wow. And I was uh, when I was in New York visiting you and Candace and Laura, mm-hmm. I... On the way home, I listened to an episode with Jason Schwartzman, you know, the guy from Rushmore, and right. you know what I'm talking about? Mm, no. He's also in a <laughs> band. Um, so he actually, it was the second time coming on the show, he asked Chris Hardwick how he manages his day. So he was giving all these productivity tips and like books that he's read and stuff. Really? So yeah. what did he say? So the reason I like this show is because it's a conversation. It's like kind of like what we have in a sense. Mm. But it's more, you know, they'll talk, they'll t- they talk to actors and comedians and like nerdy people. Like they'll talk to a comic book artist or they'll talk to, you know, an obscure character in, you know, Underworld or some, you know, what some of those, one of those like kind of nerdy movies or whatever. Um, and sometimes they'll talk about the movie and their acting and all that stuff. But then sometimes they'll go into like how they live their personal life. It, it kind of goes all over the place. But this particular episode was really cool because. Jason was talking about like how he went up to Malcolm Gladwell 
at a coffee shop. Now, if you don't know who Malcolm Gladwell is, he has a book. He has, yeah, he has a book called Blink. He has a book called The Tipping Point, which I've read, and it's amazing. Uh, So far, both of those are on my bookshelf. Yeah, they. So he, but he, but to him, like he's so nervous talking to people as a fucking actor. He's like a main hardcore actor. And he, like, was so nervous walking up to Ma- Malcolm Gladwell to say, like, I love you and I love your books. And it was, <laughs> he's like, it was a, and when he told the story, it was really awkward. But, yeah, th- this – he started talking about productivity and he actually mentioned a book that he read and he gave it – and he's, like, sent a copy to Chris. And it's a book that I've read called Daily Rituals, mm. which is a collection of stories from, like, artists and composers and writers about just little short, you know, two-page stories about – how their mornings or how their day went. So, you know, you'll talk, they'll talk about Beethoven and how he woke up in the morning and he would make, you know, his, his servant would make a cup of coffee for him and he would, you know, take a like two hour bath. And then at noon, he would, <laughs> he would write from noon to four. Then he would have a break for something. You know, he, it just kind of goes on that. And it's just really interesting to hear how I'm, mean, cause I'm super obsessed with ritual mm. as far as like my, you have to work on the servant thing. Well. Yeah, that I have to I have to work up toward towards. So I listen to the Nerdist uh, pretty pretty frequently. Uh, I listen to Tim Ferriss's podcast because I'm to all the haters that podcast is mind blowing. I because he interviews the most interesting people, and mm-hmm. he recently and and people in the startup world like he he interviewed Alex. The, or Alexis, the guy that uh, started Reddit, and he talks about Y Combinator, which is where I found out about what you mentioned, that um, Stanford podcast, uh, the How to Start a Startup. Mm. And he just recently talked to this woman named Maria who has a, a blog called brainpickings.org, which is something else on my list. And it's just like a – she's a curator of just awesome shit. She reads books that are no longer in print, takes ridiculous notes, writes these amazing blog posts just about – philosophy and just things all different kinds of things in the world that she finds interesting and and that was just an awesome conversation he's interviewed you know guys that are in the like health medicine uh peter Thiel, which you mentioned you know the the investor mm. he, he interviewed a guy that wrote a book called how i lost him you know how to lose a million dollars or how i lost a million dollars or something like that and it was all about investing he just interviews like the gamut of really interesting outliers and I think that's just an awesome podcast. So those are my uh, three podcasts that I listen to. Doesn't matter. Like, they're they're going on. I also listen to um, some uh, – what's the one? Mark Maron's podcast I listen to. If mm-hmm. I know the comedian – he interviews a lot of comedians and musicians. I haven't heard you mention him all that much lately. I guess you've kind of fallen out of love with uh... – No, I haven't. But I, I listen to him. I, I, I his his conversation, his interview style is amazing. Uh, he hasn't had anybody on that's completely like changed my worldview or has said anything like really awesome. It's more of like a comedy thing, though. And no, it's not a comedy thing because I also listen to Comedy Bang Bang, which yes is a comedy thing. It's complete nonsense. There's nothing to learn from it. It's just com- pure entertainment. But Mark Maron, there's stuff to learn from it. And I would go back and listen to like some of the some of the people he's had on. Just you know, you hear stories of like, dude, I heard the one about. You ever hear the Amazing Jonathan? Mm. He's a stand up comic, but he does comedy magic. No. Oh what? God, you got to look up. You got to look up the Amazing Jonathan. So is it like the whole gig? He just sucks at magic. Uh, kind of. But he's actually good at it. But he his comedy is yeah, he's like sucks at it. It's really funny. 
he does a lot in Vegas, but he's on his deathbed. Like he had a machine oh, hooked shit. up to him. Like he's gonna die in the next three or four months. So like, there's a re- but he's he's is like he's super old. No, because he just did drugs his whole life. Oh, and he doesn't care. Like his he was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna continue doing drugs. Like fuck it, I'm done. I'm like, that is amazing to hear. It's just, some of this stuff is just super interesting. Amazing to hear. <laughs> it's amazing to hear somebody talk about death so nonchalant. It was really mm. interesting. But uh, the other, I listened to um, uh, Travis Sherry, who's been on the show before. Uh, I've been I've been um, hanging out with him a lot because he's a Philly guy. Uh, he has a, a podcast called Extra Pack of Peanuts, and I listened to that. For he he now does it daily. Well, he does it five days a week, and that's because of us. Well, I would say not not for travel because you know. yeah. Well, see, okay, uh, I I do listen to it for travel. I talk to him a lot about travel because I would like to travel, and I am mm. kind of afraid of it. So I feel like we mentioned on an episode about financial friends is the idea of surrounding yourself with people who, you know, do you want to be you like, want to be or, like or you yeah, yeah or or do, or who do something that. You, you admire. You admire. And I think being around them, it, it kind of I, – I feel like being around him and listening to his podcast and him talking about these things so effortlessly will ease my tension of doing those things. Mm-hmm. So that's why I listen to him. And – Well, it worked with you for money. Huh? It worked for you with money. Yeah. That Yeah. That's really – yeah. I feel like – Look, if there's something that you're kind of afraid of or you want to learn about, I think podcasts are really a good way to just ease into it and just mm. hear it from somebody who speaks about it effortlessly, you know, like we do, I guess. Mm. So those are the podcasts I listen to. Um, so, all right, I want to go because we've uh, – mm. this might be a long one. Oh, I also listen to um, Thomas's podcast, College Info Geek, because mm. he interviews some really cool people. And he's got a good interview style, and I just like to hear his, you know, his take on it. Because I usually like reading Thomas's stuff. Thomas's Thomas stuff is, is a super detailed, like well written guy. Yeah, and um, I actually go like I read his stuff. And, he's a and good not, researcher. So he's he's an excellent researcher, but I think like he is a phenomenal writer. Yeah, and I often find myself like reading his stuff that doesn't really apply to me, or I don't necessarily care about. Well, because it's I, college I want focused. To, and you're not yeah, in I mean, it's college. college focus. Yeah. I'm way past college, but I, I try and just like soak in his approach to like conveying information. Yeah. Well, his like video on note taking, I found super interesting because I don't take notes, but I can take, like, I do take notes. I take notes more now than I ever did in college or high school. Well, so he, he did a, a, a guest post for the Fizzle blog yes. on like, how to do videos for like a thousand bucks or less or something. And usually the equipment is this stuff is. Yeah. And, I was I was so inspired by it, and I mean Thomas is awesome. Like I love just like bullshitting with him. But what really got us onto Thomas is he just creates like epic shit. He, he does. He really he really that. embodies that that mantra from Corbett. And yeah. I, and I, yeah, and he's I think he's he's in Fizzle too. Actually, that might be how I met him. I don't remember now. Interesting. Uh, but yeah. So uh, what about some? Let's go into uh, books, I guess. Next, well, oh, let's let's ease into books. Let's maybe mention like some blogs or something. All right, well, let's do blogs and books. So the well, only fine. The, blogs the only and books. You, the, I think because you'll be more heavy on the book end, I'm more heavy on the blog end. Well, so for me, I just I mentioned brainpickings.org as the new one I subscribe to and I've been reading. Uh, I haven't really got into it like fully, so that's really I'm I'm I don't read blogs as much. Mm. 
maybe as you do. So, I mean, like one I mentioned a couple of times, Quartz or QZ.com. Yeah. You know, I think that is considered a blog. Yeah. I mean, and it's basically just Well, as much as Huffington Post is a blog. Yeah, exactly. It's just there's news and there's all different whatevers. And this is extremely data-driven news. Uh, And it's like if you're an engineer, I think you'll immediately love and appreciate it. Mm -hmm. And if you love graphs and charts, you'll really like it. Uh, It's just – Really simple, all about the information, cool pictures, charts, whatever. Um, I think uh, another one for me is um, this whole like startup thing on the side and just kind of trying to be an effective person. The side hustle. The side hustle. Hashtag side hustle. Hashtag (laughs) hustle. Hashtag business. Hashtag entrepreneur. (laughs) Hashtag niche. Hashtag shut the fuck up. Okay. No, no, I just I, I find it all extremely challenging and very interesting, and especially like trying to just be a more effective person. Yeah, you well, know? personal development. Yeah, that's yeah. Like I only have so many hours, just like everyone else. Like, what will put me ahead? Be more effective. So yeah, there's this guy. His name's Oliver Embl- Emberton. Yes, it's O L I V E R E M B E R T O N, and he writes things. And he illustrates them himself in this cartoon style, and they're short articles, and they're not super intellectual, crazy word, whatever. It's just like immediately to the meat of it, speaks right to you, so easy to digest, incredible. Uh, and and th- those are the two big blogs that I'm, I'm like. Uh, yeah, mostly in the startup world, right? Mm-hmm. Startup and, and and that's the thing. Like that's sort of where our brains are. Because we're living there. Because like, we're li- yeah. Uh, for me. Actually, I have a few. I only have three books. Well, I, I want to mention at least two books. Okay. So, um, if you're married, I think you can appreciate this. But I think it's generally if you're a human and deal with other people, uh, a book that I've found uh, to be amazingly effective at, at training and teaching me, it's called How to Win Any Argument Without Raising Your Voice losing your cool or coming to blows that is a long title i mean it's it's really called how to win any argument oh i see it you have it yeah it other like words are in between but um it it comes down to approach and just uh fights suck and you don't use the fabian method what would you say you don't use the fabian method What's what's the is, <laughs> there's a, I was watching Thirty Rock last night and he they were winning an art they were trying he was in an argument with his girlfriend mm. uh, Alec Baldwin's character Jack Donaghy and he's like I use this this Fabian method or yeah I think it was the Fabian method where he just like keeps deflecting more and more and more until he wears the other opponent down then he strikes <laughs> wait wait so okay so he's just like. Uh, like uh, it basically, I think it's, and I don't know how true this is, if this was a real thing or not, or if it was just made up for the show, but uh, this is war general would just keep retreating and retreating and retreating to tire out the enemy and then attack. Oh, yeah, dude, that was uh, Khan from the Mongols. Oh, he did that? Hard- hardcore history. Yeah, yeah, they were like super mobile on horses and shit. And yeah. I'm actually going to look up the Fabian method to see if that's actually a real thing. But go ahead. But so so it was that, and then the the one I had read before I got my first job that I thought was super inspiring and is definitely holy fuck it is. <laughs> it, it is Fa- a thing? Fabian strategy, yeah. Huh? Yeah, the Fabian strategy is a military strategy where pitched battles and f- 
Assaults are avoided in favor of wearing down the opponent through a war of attrition and indirection. Hmm. So like guerrilla style. Yeah, it's like avoiding battles to just keep the enemy moving, and then when they tire out, boom. Interesting. Hmm. So, so, anyways, the the one last one. Yeah. Um, I mean, there there are there are other ones I love, but you know, we have other stuff to talk about. Oh, I have tons of books that I like, but yeah. Uh, it's it's called uh, Good to Great. It's from uh, uh, Jim I've, Collins. Yeah, I've heard about and, that. And it profiles five companies. I mean, it profiles multiple companies, and he had like a whole team of people do monstrous research, and it was just like. Why is what like there are good companies, you know, like I don't know, Rite Aid, and then there are great companies, Apple. Like what? I mean, Apple's like the you know to to say that is almost a cliche at this point. Yeah, right. But you know, I would I was gonna say Rite Aid versus Walgreens, and mm-hmm. how Walgreens destroyed the shit out of everyone, and it doesn't have to be you know the sexy tech thing, and it's all about I guess again approach. You know, mm. it's instead of coming up with the master strategy, it's get the right people. The analogy uses is to get the right people on the bus and then decide where you're going. Hmm. Where it's like get the smart people together and it's all about the people. When you got the good people there, you're, good things are going to happen. So anyways, excellent book. Another, it's pretty, it's not super difficult read, but it's not like crazy easy. Interesting. Uh, for me... I actually have three, two, two books that are similar and then one book that's like completely off the wall. But uh, one, so um, I, was, I was told, Stephanie had asked me to, re- to reread the, the Art of War. Mm. Sorry, The War of Art. Right. Which is a Stephen Pressfield book. It's short. Um, I had read it once, uh, probably about a year ago. Didn't really like it. Got a little too spiritual for me towards the end but it is a book about uh fighting resistance within yourself to get shit done basically um and like when the you know you're you know basically uh avoiding like how to avoid procrastination and how to avoid outside opinion and just kind of you know kind of power down and get through the work and then he talks about you know it gets spiritual towards the end where he talks about you have these muses that like come and they provide you with like creative ability to write your thing and you know you just have to I don't know it was it was good I I think I had read it at the wrong time I read it when I was more you're not ready to to absorb the yeah I was like I was so focused on I'm just a dude to get shit done like I don't need to talk I don't need to think about how my creativity works like it just works but then I read it again because I was told to and I was like all right I'll do it. And it definitely made more sense later. And I definitely liked it a lot more this time around. So I have to recommend that. So what allowed you to read and digest it? Because just because someone tells you to read it doesn't mean that you would have a different approach. Right. Like, I, 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 could have, I could have reread it and th- thought, yeah, well, it's not for yeah, me. So, so what changed inside you? Because, yes, like a girl asked you to do it. Sure. But that's like the most that, – that doesn't mean that you absorb no, but I, I, you know what it was? It was, I'm, I feel a lot more philosophical now than I was then. I, I, I'm looking at, I'm looking at things in a, in a different light now than I was, you know, a year or two ago, you know, mm-hmm. but, but a year or two ago, I was very strategy focused, very, um, you know, just, you know, I, I just, all this shit comes easy to me. I'm just going to do it. But now I'm like, you know, I want I'm, I'm, I'm a little more aware of 
I'm, I'm be, I've become more mindful because of uh, of the meditation practices that I've been doing, and I'm trying to appreciate small things, you know, in life, mm. like little, like the sip of beer or whatever. And I'm trying to, you know, decide. Here's one of the, one of the things that I've been really trying to uh, understand is where my creativity comes from and when it comes, how I harness it. Which is bizarre. It's a world outer worldly in to, a way. To tie it back a little bit to just to the TED NPR podcast, yeah. the TED Radio Hour. Um, there was an excellent one that that's was maybe three or four weeks out, so it's like pretty recent. It was uh, you know what is creativity, or it was just called creativity or something like that. And Sting came on. Was it about jazz? No, no, no. It was, okay, it was about creativity. Yeah, yeah. And Sting came on. And, you know, of course, everyone knows Sting and he has all his popular movies. But what they don't know is that he has like a billion albums and he's been writing music, hit popular music that people like that's been different mm-hmm. for like, I don't know, a long time. 30 years, like yeah. an insane amount of time. And he said, like, he used to take for granted that he would just sit down and it would flow and it would just happen. And he said, it then it just stopped. Mm-hmm. And he just wasn't able to do anything. And it was about what he did to get to get it back going. And, you know, they talk about, like, how creativity is not the act of making a thing. that That's just, like, doing the work. It's about not – we have this filter in our brains that prevent us from saying stupid shit or, like, you know – Well, not on this podcast. Be, right, not on this <laughs> podcast. But I mean, that's why people like it, you know. I guess. It's because, uh, like – they, they did an MRI scan of people's brains when they played music. Yeah. And the really great people who played music, that filter, that piece in your brain was like off. Hmm. So it was just literally all thoughts were just flowing. You know, and anyways, it's very interesting. No, it is interesting, actually. Um, no, I just, I, I've been trying to be conscious of where it comes. So, like, I know when I'm in the shower, when I'm driving, when I go to Barnes and Noble, actually, I just, that was a recent one. I, I'm like, oh, I just all of a sudden like a flood of ideas and and came into my brain. I'm like, okay, I all right, Matt, stop for a second. Remember this. This is where ideas come from, you know. And mm. it's like, okay, I now I have that, and then now I know like, hey, I'm gonna if I want to write, I'm gonna walk over to Barnes and Noble. I'm gonna look at a few books, and I'll be able to write. It's just I don't know. You just need to figure that out. But anyway, uh, that's called the War of Art. And then uh, there was two books that I read simul like back to back almost. It was called Steal Like an Artist, and the second book is called Show Your Work. They're both by Austin Kleon, and they're really short, uh, very to the point. Uh, again, it's about creativity, uh, and I won't go into it too much, but if you're into create, creating things, uh, definitely check those out. The third book that I started reading is called Mindless Eating. So mm-hmm. it's a, just a collection of studies and experiments that were done to determine, okay. like, how people mindlessly eat. It's really fucking cool. I was going to say, like, you say mindless eating, I'm already like, Ugh, I think that applies to me. Well, so the, the reason I'm reading it is because, one, I'm incredibly fascinated with food and with just diet and losing weight because it's all I've pretty much for the rest of my life I will always have to be conscious of what I damn eat damn it I thought you were going to say like putting things in my mouth I was really hoping <laughs> you were going to say that no <laughs> uh, and I also am reading it and thinking how this applies to mindless spending 
mm. because I, I mm. want to go down that road, which is a behavioral economic thing. So I'm trying to relate to it. But uh, for instance, they did a study, which is a, this is a really cool study they did, where they built this table and they had two soup bowls and they kept filling like they 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 had a they had a hooked up to a pot. It was tomato soup, mm. tomato, tomato uh, as tomato soup. Uh, it's tomato <laughs> soup, and they had it like piped in through the table. So mm. as people were eating, the bowl would never go down, like the really? way the gra- yeah how the gravity would would keep refilling the bowl, hmm. and the and like they would they would test it against people who would eat a bowl. So and they basically found out that. Um, if you don't have those visual cues, you will just continue to eat, right? And mm-hmm. they, you know, and the idea that there was a bunch well, of things I oh, learned but from. Okay, it. never mind. It was tomato soup. I was just gonna say, where was the pasta? How did they get? Yeah, that no. It, there's a there's a lot of there was a lot of like little tiny things. Like for instance, obviously smaller plates means you eat less. If you use smaller plates than as opposed to larger plates, if you serve yourself less, you'll eat less. One of the things I found fascinating, which I've always thought, hmm. um, if you go to a Chinese restaurant or a Japanese restaurant or any sort of uh, Asian restaurant where they use chopsticks or they offer chopsticks, you will notice, and he actually says to take notice, that the overweight people will use forks instead of chopsticks. Huh. Because when you use chopsticks, you eat slower and you just are, because it's, you know, you have less. It's harder. Yeah, it's hard. Well, I guess it's harder, but you just, you can't hold as much as you can on a fork. And this is little interesting tidbits like that um, and how... You know the size of your popcorn bowl will determine how much you eat. Like he did a study on uh, the one, actually, one of the first studies in the book, which I thought was really fascinating, was he had a, a screening of a movie, and he they 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 gave people five day old popcorn, and they mm. gave some people a smaller bucket and some people a larger bucket, and people would just keep eating the shitty popcorn because they had a larger bucket. <laughs> it was just it weird, just little things like that so that's a book and i'm trying to i'm reading it i'm halfway through it now and i r- highly recommend it because it's, it's cool it's really interesting if, and it's I not really a wa- want popcorn right now it's not yeah i do too <laughs> it's not a weight loss book it's just like hey be conscious of this and i think right, it, right. it has it applies a little bit to um spending as well um so that's my books and podcasts and i kind of want to go into apps because i feel like we're, we're running out of time uh but I, there's a few apps that I can tell all you. Right, all right, distill it to the top three, then. All right, because I was going to mention Uber <laughs> and OpenTable. Nope, up, oh, that's two. No, I just mentioned them. They're all great. Right. Uh, yeah, three. Absolutely life-changing headspace. Yes. Mm. The Netflix for guided meditation is how I refer to it. I pay $12.95 a month, and I do it every morning. And it's awesome. It's meditation. That's super cool. Uh, another one I, I really like is the Acorns app. And, and wait, real quick, how, mu- how much do you do a day with that? Uh, so when you first start out, you have to go through the foundation. So the, you go, the headspace we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you have to go through the foundation to, to access the rest of it. Uh, so you go 10 days with 10-minute uh, meditations, and then 10 more days of 15-minute meditation, and then 10 more days of 20-minute meditation, and then you can choose packages and choose the amount of time. So um, I chose the... But the cre- foundation is free? No. The, fa- the first 10 days are free, and then the, the rest of it is, is you cost twelve ninety five a month. Mm. Uh, but you have to get through... Basically, you have to get through 20 days in order to access the rest of it, which the rest of it mm-hmm. is packages. So there's a creativity package that I chose, 
and I chose 20 minute. You can choose 10, 15, or 20 minute versions. Uh, I chose 20 minute versions. I got through 10 days and now I'm switching over to a different one. But um, yeah, it, it, it's just super cool. It's just really neat. And you can you can focus on specific. Sp- 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 you can smoke it. Ah! Meditate. I need some meditation. You need you need to take one of the speech therapy. Yeah, ones. right. You there, there. You can focus on different aspects of your life. So there's like a relationship one. There's a health one. There's a productivity one, or like a creativity mind one, um, which is you know it's, it's cool. It's, I think. Do you do this in the morning? In the morning, first thing when I wake up. You no, know, damn! I have to wake up and like do. Ugh. I just wake up and sit in bed for like a half hour. Yeah, I, I have difficulty finding time. You would send me a, a free thing, and it's just. In the morning, I'm rushing, and I have. Uh, Dude, if you just get up ten minutes early, you can just do it in ten minutes and be done with it. The thing sure. is, here's here's what uh, Russell Simmons has said about meditation. Mm. If you feel like you don't have enough time about meditation, you need to actually meditate. Hmm. Like that's that's the that's the indicator. Uh, so, other than that, uh, Acorns is this app that I love. It's just mindless. Uh, automatic investing on very small amounts. It's like almost unnoticeable. It's basically unnoticeable because it's like $5 at a time uh, and it just rounds up all your stuff. I love the app. It just runs in the background of my life and I'm investing little amounts that I'm going to use for small things like vacations or whatever. And vacations, uh, I, I signed up with Airbnb and I booked a place on Airbnb. It was $125 a night and it is an insanely beautiful mountain view fucking awesome place i'm so excited i'm going at the end of november for a couple of days no technology or or like you know turning off the screens and kind of uh it uh dude so far the being one with the world yeah and i'm and i'm planning on moving soon or not moving but going on extended stays in other locations and i wanted to try out airbnb at, at somewhere small and local to see if you know it's something cool and so far it's been awesome and to 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 kind of like roll through this as fast as I can, the last thing I have to mention, uh, because I'm moving, I bought a terabyte of cloud storage on Google Drive, and I've basically made uh, I'm in the process of making all of my files available in the cloud so I can switch off between my uh, computer and my laptop, and I have access to everything, both devices, seamless. That's my that those are my apps pretty much. You know, um, I, I've had uh, I think it's like fourteen gigs on Dropbox through all of the various right. free whatever stuff, and and most of my stuff's on there. But I feel like I need to reorganize, and I, I would be really nice to have the meat of it. I, I've been well. Think about really when you go toss- to the coffee shop and you need something from your computer at home. You're like, fuck, I don't have it, right? But now, yeah, if it's on the cloud, you you have it. I have less situations like that because I'll use, say, numbers, and then it's stored in iCloud and stuff. But, right. But, well, I do a lot of graphic and audio and video, so I I, need, I think yeah. it applies much more to, like, you. Like, we were sure. mentioning uh, iTunes Match, another episode. I have no music on my laptop, but I use iTunes Match, so I listen to everything I have. Oh, you do I have want. iTunes Match? Oh, it's it's terrific. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I all right. You know, I might get it now because I was thinking about getting it the other day, and I'm like... Uh, oh, dude, it, it's ama- It's awesome. The only thing I would say is when you do it, don't enable it on your phone right. so that you could have everything always on your phone. Because like if I, I don't know it doesn't necessarily apply to you, but if I'm underground in the subway or on an airplane, like I can't listen then. And I don't want to have to remember to load it. Right. My laptop's fine because I always have my phone. But anyways. Right. So, uh, 
And we got we, we got like ten minutes to wrap up because we have a yeah, great interview. Mailbox, you know, inbox zero, you know, and, and Mike Vardy was kind of dispatchy, and I, I still need to play with that, but I, I, mailbox is working for me. Yeah, um, we mentioned that before too. Yeah, we we mentioned that before. I'm still in love. Uh, Mike Vardy came on and talked about how he uses Todoist for the yeah. to do list. I fell off the bandwagon for a while. Uh, I was because it's so simple, like it's just stripped down to do. It really helped me get back on board, and that that's gotten me like to the next level. There, mm-hmm. um, we are extremely lucky that we get a ton of you guys reaching out and saying hi and asking questions, and um, we are we're so lucky that it it is kind of like untenable to it's not handleable, um, and so uh, discovering this this. Thing and now, if you email, I'm sure you've seen the replies. Uh, they look kind of fancy. It's intercom.io, and it just manages your communications. It's amazing. Now, when you guys when we talk, I don't forget because it's lost in Gmail and whatever. Right. Um, and uh, I mean, not too many crazy things. The last thing I'm actually really enjoying is we we joined up with Thomas and my wife and and his girlfriend. My wife. My wife. Uh, with uh, this this tool, it's called Slack, and it's like a communication for teams. And I'm like, I'm like maybe three days in, and I am like really digging it. I have not started yet. It, I'm a little reluctant, but it's pretty awesome. So you know, whatever for I guess more team stuff, small businessy. Yeah. I guess anything else. Uh yeah. W- one last thing. If you do any kind of web dev stuff. Um, you have to use Coda. Yeah. C-O-D-A. It's, it's only on OS X. I found out about it like a few years ago. Uh, it's only AHS, on Mac. Yeah. It's only on Mac. And every time I, I step away from a while, come back to it to do like some serious dev, I remember like how, much how amazing of a tool it is. It yeah. is just, if you're a programmer and you've used other tools, like you, you haven't used something like Coda. I agree with Coda, but then again, I'm also a coder, so... All right, uh, that's it. If you guys have questions or tools you'd like to share with us, you can email us at listenmoneymatters at gmail.com, and it'll go through intercom.io, a tool we use. Hmm. Um, and then you could also visit our toolbox, which was devved on Coda. With, sure, we'll know, jump to it's, that. It's, it's listenmoneymatters.com yeah, uh, slash toolbox. Not in the order I usually do things, but fine. I, I like to ruin your, your whole flow. Don't it's you? My, it's my job. Don't you? Uh, it. If you like the podcast, you can hit subscribe on whatever app you use. Uh, what app do you use for listening to podcasts? Speaking of which, I actually, even though I'm I'm like bubbling over with Overcast, I still use the main iTunes podcast app because so it I. syncs all my stuff. Yep, so do I. Uh, and if you really like the show, leave a review. And if you do, send us an email that you'd left one. Uh, but I'm going to read a quite a this is kind of a long review from Mustang Two Eighty One. Money, beer, life, awesome, five stars. Awesome podcast. A down-to-earth approach to personal finance by two guys who sound like they're basically hanging out at a bar but still providing useful, knowledgeable insights. It's nice to get different points of view from Matt and Andrew, and it's always fun to hear what they're drinking. The only negative is that sometimes, very rarely, they're not 100% knowledgeable on what they're talking about. Uh, he he references the original Roth episode, which does not exist anymore. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we we, uh, we caught that one. And here's the thing: 
but they make up for it with their business or with their bluntness, humor, and dedication to finding the right answers. The Roth Redux episode, which now the original Roth episode just points to that one. I, I do want to say that we get called out. I mean, we get called out all the time sure. for everything, always and forever. But uh, if something is incorrect, like we do really try to correct it, even if it involves making another episode or getting rid of it. Yeah, we're not trying to be morons. No, no, like we, we want this to be correct. Yeah. So keep recording and I'll keep listening, guys. Thanks for all the entertainment and helpful finance tips. Was especially happy when you guys went to Everyday Podcast. I can't get enough. It makes me want to save more, invest more, and drink more in a good way. So thank you, Mustang281. That's a really good review. Love it. Uh, and if you guys uh, go to our website, it's listenmoneymatters.com, and Andrew already mentioned our toolbox, which has all of this stuff. Not all of it, but there's a lot of this stuff in there that we talked about we're, on today's we're episode. in the process of dramatically enhancing it, so yes. it'll really be like the go-to spot. Yes. Enhance. Enhance. <laughs> Enhance. 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 Uh, so you can go to listenmoneymatters.com slash toolbox. Real quick, we want to mention that we are part of this charity battle, I guess, in a way. Uh, charity Throwdown. Charity Throwdown. Challenge. Yes, with the Stacking Benjamins podcast, uh, we are trying to raise money for cancer research uh, with Texas 4000. And you can go to uh, listenmoneymatters.com slash Texas 4000. Joe's son is... And, and a bunch of other people are going to be biking from Austin, Texas to Anchorage, Alaska. Right, check this out. Yeah. It's for cancer. 97% of the money you donate goes towards cancer. Research. When you, when you donate, because that is probably the best use of your money, because you'll probably feel the best. Yes. As opposed to getting a new TV. Yes. Um, when you do it, write writing for Listen Money Matters so that we get credit. And, I mean, we all know that we're a much more charitable bunch than the Stacking Benjamins, even when it comes to Joe's son. So let's oh, show them what the fuck oh, is God. up. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, we want to do that and raise the money there. And Let's I, win! Yes. Uh, I want to give a big shout-out to Betterman for being our very first sponsor. So thank you to Betterman, and that's it. So thanks again for hanging out with us, guys, and we look forward to the next episode later, Andrew. Later, man. Tell your friends about this show.